It was especially good when I got the Company of Heroes 2 DLC and drove around in a, in a, in a cartoonified T-34 with a little Russian poking his head out. That was great. What? Welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast. It is Tuesday, May 21st. I'm Zach and I'm here with Kieran, Jordan hey. and Azza from Well Played, of course. Guys, how are you? Yeah, I've, I've, got, I've got tea in my giant waifu cup, so I'm all good. Yeah, pretty good as well. Yeah, I'm pretty good. We also have to give a quick little shout out to Jordan because it's his birthday today. Happy so birthday, big happy man. Happy birthday, Jordan. Happy birthday. Thank you. And as your uh, present, you get to uh, tell us what you've been playing first. Uh, well, obviously, it's Troll and I. There's nothing else to play, so... <laughs> There's of nothing course. else to play. Why Why isn't Civilization just centred around Troll and I at this point? It's no, like the Mona I'm, Lisa. It is. I've actually been juggling uh, Breath of the Wild and Minecraft of all things. Mm. It's a good time for it, mate. <clears throat> yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Certainly oh, yeah, is. There's never a bad time for modded Minecraft, so... No, there's never a bad time for modded anything. That's true. You got that Thomas the Tank Engine mod, mate? Oh, of course. <laughs> Who doesn't have... No, no, you've got to have the Randy Savage. The Randy Savage <laughs> one. That one's the best. I feel like I'm missing out on this. Uh, Thomas the Savage Engine. Community. Uh, Kieran, we discussed uh, a Plague Tale in detail last week, and you've given it a crack Yes. Uh, this week. What, what did you think of it? I, I bloody loved it, mate. Uh, I, you would know, I just got the platinum like five minutes ago. So I've played everything I can of it. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Easily one of the best things I've played this year. Like surprise me on every turn. Yeah. Um, would you say that my review was, uh, sorry, uh, did you, uh, was it any different to my review that you, uh, wanted to change or felt differently about? Uh, no, man, I, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head with everything you said about it. Cool. So, uh, kudos to the great recommendation there. Thank you. Uh, and everyone else should play I it. I get one in six, right? So, <laughs> it's good enough. <laughs> uh, Jordan, you haven't had a chance to pick it up? No, nah, no, nah, not yet. I, uh, I was tossing between Rage and that, and I think I'll go for that, because a lot of what I'm seeing good. about Rage is it's not necessarily a bad game, but it just falls trapping, it falls to the normal trappings of generic open world, which kind of annoys me but, yeah yeah you know it's one of the reasons i just haven't picked up a triple a game in a while just too much open world stuff to do i don't really like yeah, i've never yeah, really no, liked I the open that. world experience yeah we'll uh, talk a bit about raids 2 a bit more um later um Azza, what have you been playing um i've actually been getting stuck back into pokemon red believe it or not on my old game yes day. a classic um, i was playing i was playing it for the game boy history article i wrote oh. last month and I thought, you know, I'll, I'll finish the game because I've never actually finished Pokemon Red. I've finished Pokemon Crystal more times than I can count, but not Pokemon Red. Is Pokemon Red one of the first ones? Yes, it's the first, it's generation it's the one. first one. Yeah, not really. I think I played two, the first two. Is, was there, is there a blue one? Uh, yeah, yeah there's, one. there's blue and then there's yellow that came out after that was based off the anime. Hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think I played the first two back on, back on the Game Boy little yeah. unknown fact that you would have never guessed 
No, uh, I mean, you, I mean, playing playing Pokemon in the late nineties. Who would have thunk? Playing a game, <laughs> playing a video game. I mean, I don't think I've ever. What are, what are you a gamer? To, uh... Wait, 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 wait. L- let's just let's just let something sink in here. We've just confirmed that there is a game that exists that isn't in Zach's backlog anymore. <laughs> what? <laughs> I actually did finish it. Yeah. There oh, you wow. go. Out of everything, My, like so, one wow. one of the few games you finished is Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now I don't like it. Sorry. um yeah uh myself i've been checking out a game called uh sorry the demo of shinobalite it was a game that was on kickstarter quite recently um by the uh developers called the farm 51 they did get even uh, one of my goatees from 2017 i believe um oh yeah yeah it's uh they got their. They think that they like more than doubled their funding, which is pretty cool. So there's some stretch goals there that that got uh, ticked off. Um, basically, it's the demo is probably they said it's between one and two hours of of uh, gameplay, and it's just to give backers a bit of a, a taste of what's to come. Yeah, a bit of a taste, a bit of a bit of an appetizer. It is uh, definitely rough. It is very rough, um, and that's fine because it, it says it's you know pre-alpha. Um, quality and stuff like that and um but it, it feels a lot like if metro stalker and get even had a baby that's essentially wow. is that's that's chef kiss right there that's just <laughs> very good um very good so it's said it's in, also a great time to be playing it as well because the hbo chernobyl series premiere yeah i tried to uh, download that from um yeah, I'm I'm waiting until my I'm waiting to watch it with my mum because my mum is a radiologist, so she's right. she'll she'll be able to we'll we'll be tag teaming it. She'll take care of the science bit, I'll take care of the history bit. But I, I couldn't find anything better than um seven twenty P rips and you know, I don't get out of bed for seven twenty P rips. Mate. I'm yeah, I'm I'm usually you, fine with seven twenty. Are you just rips. admitting to to piracy on this podcast act? No way. I'm just talking yeah. <laughs> I am. We're we're talk we're talk no. we're talking we're talking hypothetically. If there was a way I could buy it. <laughs> There probably is. He's actually just admitting, yeah. admitting it, to yeah. uh... HBO. <laughs> Su- suits at HBO. If you're listening, let me buy my nuclear horror show. We want to give okay? you our money, please. Um, just don't put it on Foxtel. I actually have Foxtel. It'll go on Foxtel. Oh, man. I hate yeah. Foxtel, though. I That's hate Foxtel so much. I only have it for the um, AFL or and, and the A-League, which you guys... I know you, oh, yeah. all you guys how, love how, that. How good was the oh, Carlton yep. game on the weekend? Mate. I'll leave right, <laughs> <laughs> right now. Um, yeah, no. Uh, so it's basically about a, a guy who, this is back on Chernobylite, who left the Chernobyl zone um, when obviously old mate uh, reactor went crazy and he's now come mm-hmm. back 30 years later to, to try and find his fiance. Um, it's, yeah, like it, it seems sort of story driven like um get even was it's kind of i think it's open world i can't quite remember if it is fully open world um it has very thick ukrainian accents in it uh so er- oh, everything's, fine. everything's all subtitled um and ha- as you would expect is it a ukrainian med game no the devs are polish or well, i'm probably oh, okay. i'm pretty sure it's ukrainian it might be russian you're probably the best person to um, interpret, <laughs> but I just assumed it would be Ukraine because that's where Chernobyl is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in Ukraine. Um, and yeah, as 
it's funny seeing the translations, uh, like like the written ones, because there's quite a few typos. Um, but no, like it's, it seems all right. Um, it's probably it's still a way to go. I think it's next, the end of next year. I think they're uh, looking to release it. But no, it seems pretty cool so far. Zach, there is one thing I need to ask you about. It. Yep. Is there one cheeky breaky in there? Even one. Uh, what's a cheeky breaky? Oh, it's an old stalker meme. Don't worry about it. Oh no, sorry, <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm old, remember? I haven't. I'm not down with memes. Stalker's oh, okay. in his backlog, actually. <laughs> actually, yes, you should play. No, it. the first one's not not in my backlog. I have finished that one. The second one is in my backlog. I've started it but not finished it. It's that they're all very good games. They're all very good. Yeah, I went back and tried to play the second one uh, a few years ago, and I was like, oh, this is. I'm struggling with this. Yeah, it's it's a it's a brutal game. It's a game that not it's not for everyone. It's absolutely not for everyone. But no, uh, I mean, if you like that sort of stuff, you should definitely check out this one eventually uh, when it comes out. Uh, but while we're on that I am Eastern I European am topic, as a you, you've been playing a game called I'm not going to try and pronounce the Irony, whole title. Irony, Irony Curtain from Matryoshka with Love. Yeah, yes, that that's correct. It's a old point and it's a point and click adventure game. Very heavily inspired by the old LucasArts and Humongous Entertainment games, especially the art style. The art style really reminded me of the old Humongous games. It, it And it is also a Polish game, with the developers going out to say that the game's, the game's sense of humour, mostly, is, in, is an attempt to, for them to get their collective experiences of the communist regime in Poland and kind of laugh a little about it, especially especially about the people about the university communists who prop their glasses up and say, actually, I think you'll find that this isn't true. It's it's a very funny game. I'm, I really, really, really liked it. And I really liked how, just how much it was like those old LucasArts games. It was uncanny, absolutely uncanny. Yeah, I was lucky to uh, score a code um, yeah. from our good mates there, and I'm keen to check it out, but, you know, backlog and everything yeah so. you'll have to you'll have to let me know when, when when you get around to playing it i will hopefully play it very soon which means fingers crossed for you buddy this year fingers crossed. Some, sometime cool um yeah i think you gave that an eight out of ten yes from memory. i gave it a, i gave it a, i gave it i racked it very high it did, was very good so you've played a couple of old school point and click games now um yeah yeah with trooper rook Wh- which one did you prefer more Ooh, god damn uh, well, Trubabrook is... I preferred the art style of Trubabrook because I'm just a sucker for that stop-motion kind of ideal. But Trubabrook was unfortunately pretty short compared to Irony Curtain. It was a, really quite a short game, which is not surprising considering the art style they went with. It's 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 really expensive and takes a long time to make to make that those kinds of environments and those kinds of animations. But having said that, I think... I don't think I can actually choose between them. They both do their own separate thing, and they both do it incredibly well. Nice, uh, uh, Kieran. You played uh, True Book. You might um, actually know because it's not coming on consoles. Sorry, I didn't. Uh, yeah, but if you ever get a, a gaming PC, you should probably check out Irony Curtain. I reckon you'd. Everyone should get a gaming PC. You don't even need it'd a probably run PC on my play Irony Curtain. Yeah, it'll. Oh. Yeah, that'll. That's the. That's the best thing about um, retro-style point-and-click adventure games. They run on potatoes. Trigger it would. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. definitely. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, maybe I'll. You should check it out. Repping that Intel HD <laughs> graphics, baby. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Cool, uh, Kieran. But you're not getting the full experience unless you play it on a 1060. You've been uh, quite busy this this past week. You've played um, yeah, Rage Two, which came out uh, a week ago, actually, uh, and our review went up on Sunday, I believe. And Kieran scored at a six point eight. Um, what did you think of it, and and in and in comparison to Kieran's review? Uh, well, I had the, uh, the pleasure of editing that review, so I've, I've read it pretty thoroughly. Um, and I was, like, I was surprised that, uh, Kieran pretty much said everything that I was thinking about that game, which is to say that it's, uh, it's, it can be a lot of fun and the combat can be like incredibly fun and frantic and, and really sort of visceral and stuff, but the game makes you work too hard for that. Uh, like you can pretty much get by with with just the, the starting weapons even on like a hard difficulty so like any of the any of the fun in combat really is just is is you being creative on purpose it's it's, it's really weird it's not like doom where you sort of have to get creative to survive mm. um so yeah it's fun but it, it falls flat a lot and the open world is just hot garbage it's nothing it shouldn't be there do you think it's better than the first rage uh it's more yeah uh, like gameplay wise it's more fun uh the story is just as bad as the first game um but the world's definitely like they've tried to you know give it a little bit more color a little bit more flavor uh like not enough but it's definitely a step in the right direction you assumed that there was gameplay in the original rage <laughs> you assumed that it wasn't just a tech demo <laughs> yes that's a, a been a, a pretty common complaint i've heard um has anybody else uh, played it? As I know, you haven't played it. Um, no, I haven't played it yet, but I I am planning on going over to somebody's place and giving it a go. Well, on a console, <sighs> blasphemy. Headhead. But I'll see. We'll see how we go. That's all right. We'll I played it on PS4. Well, if, if, if I'll, get, I'll get back to, to you, lads. If you fly to my place in Sydney, I'll buy it and you can play it. Oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. Done deal. All I have to, all I have to do, just give me about, uh, what, So you can hours? afford to fly <laughs> as over there. No. No, Sorry. No, I can't. Oh, good. No. No, he, no, he can't. I misheard that. That sounds terrible. No, he can't. I'm terrible. Um, <laughs> so Kieran's review, we'll just uh, give a quick rundown. His, basically, his synopsis was that uh, Rage 2 is awesome gunplay and slick production, but can't hide the fact that there's not a lot of actual meat on Rage 2's bones. Um, yeah, scoring at a 6.8, which is a little bit disappointing. I was... I mean, I've not played it, um, but from what I've seen, I, I saw... Uh, a couple of you guys play it at PAX um, last year. I thought it would probably do a bit better. Um, and I, I thought Kieran was going to love it a bit more than what he did. Uh, he's normally a bit of a sucker for those kind of games, like Doom and, and that. But, uh, yeah. Because he, he, he quite liked the first one as well, from what he was saying. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. It's, yeah, surprising. But, um, you know, we move on and everybody... Doesn't play Rage Doom, plays a Plague Tale instead. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the issues it sounds like is like they got the core gameplay loop down, but they just forgot that you have to you know if you're gonna have a game the way that Rage is, you gotta have to actually have good design to back it up. Yeah. Do you think they they being Bethesda made a mistake with giving Avalanche the the reins? Because Avalanche, I know they got a couple studios. Um, but they were doing. They would have been doing Just Cause Three and Generation Zero, which is Kieran's favorite game of the year so far. <laughs> um, 
and Rage 2. I mean, I, I don't know how big the team actually is. I, um, yeah, I, I feel like uh, like the, the core gameplay design was obviously done by, by id, and they sort of used Avalanche as like a, a consultancy for like the open world stuff, and obviously they used the Avalanche engine as well. But like I don't I really, see I any. Use the ID engine. Nah, oh, it's really? using the Avalanche oh. Open World engine. It's uh-huh. weird. It's it still feels like an id game, like an id tech game. But it's yeah. Mm. Um, but it's weird because there's not much of like Avalanche's influence on anything, other than the fact that it's open world. So I'm not really sure like what the end goal was and with that relationship. Bland open world, a bit like Just Cause. Like yeah. just yeah yeah pretty much except like like a lot smaller and with nothing going on in it i could never quite get into just cause for that exact reason just cause 3 i i thought was quite fun for a couple of hours and then once i tethered like a whole bunch of balloons and rockets to cows and stuff i was you know i was done yeah from what i've heard most of the fun in that game comes from the multiplayer mod there's a multiplayer mod uh yeah for pc yeah Uh, i'm a is that because i'm a console peasant Yes. yes. Damn it. Bow before us, console <laughs> peasant. Um, and Kieran, you've also today you finished up a re- review for Team Sonic Racing, which was one of your uh, most anticipated games of yeah. the year, if I remember correctly. Uh, my, my, what do you think? Probably my most tentatively anticipated game of the year because I uh, I played a little bit of it last year and it was horrible at the time. But uh, I think the the delay that they had with the game has made it like a world of difference because it's amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so how long do you reckon, with, with it being on PC, how long do you reckon it'll be before someone changes the Sonic model to look like the movie Sonic? I hope very soon. <laughs> oh, I hope it's Lord. movie Sonic riding Thomas the Tank Engine. Yes! But I'd pay for that. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, I don't know if any of you, anyone here has played any of like, the previous Sonic racing games, but... I played Sonic R back in the day. Like, yeah, like that's the, going back a little bit The one where they're running far. around, yeah. yeah. I played it that on was an on the Saturn? Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, yeah. It had but a like, great soundtrack, but... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, it, last generation, uh, Sumo Digital took over the reins of, like, making Sonic Racing games, and, like, the, the previous one, All-Stars Racing Transformed, was, like, pretty much the pinnacle of, like, the mascot kart racer, if you... Yeah, it, it, was, a, it was a very good game. Yeah, it was especially it was especially good when I got the Company of Heroes two DLC and drove around in a in a in a cartoonified T thirty four with a little Russian poking his head out. That was great. What? Yeah, there was there was comp- there was there was okay. So there was a DLC package for that game. That was great. One of the I think it was DLC. I didn't know if they just added him later, but one of the races was a was the general from C- Company of Heroes two, the World War two RTS game, and he drove around in like a little cartoon tank. All right. Well, that's some PC exclusive bullshit that I didn't yeah, know about. It so. was a, uh, it was pretty <laughs> fantastic. Um, cool. Yeah, but um, do, do, sorry. No, you go. I'll, I'll I'll ask after. Okay, I was just gonna say, uh, the the new Team Sonic Racing, so the one that came out, uh, today today, uh, it's, I was a bit worried because it's it's all team based mechanics, and I know Zach, you really liked uh, Onrush, which is I kind of a similar deal, but nobody plays that so, so I, was, <laughs> I was worried that this is going to have be resigned to the same fate and i mean maybe maybe it will who knows how what the future holds but uh like as a game it's amazing 
Maybe so it's it'll a bit go like um, PS Plus after a few months, like like um, on Rush did. Yeah, well, that didn't oh, help yeah. either. Probably, probably, probably. That game was awesome though. It's good. On Rush is great. It's just yeah. It's I think uh, On Rush is is the most fun when you're playing with other people, and that yeah. like and there's not many other people playing that. Whereas uh, Team Sonic Racing, like playing with the AI, the AI is surprisingly good. Like I. I played a few online matches today and I found that I'd rather play with the AI than real people. Really? Yeah. That's something I thought I'd never hear in my life. But <laughs> hey, life's full of surprises. It's, it's, the AI is better at teamwork than actual people are. So, go figure. Well, well, basically, like a burnt book would be better at teamwork than a real person. So, <laughs> Yes. You haven't seen me race, Matt. <laughs> Actually, I uh, bought... Um, the I think the last car game I actually bought was Project Cars, and I installed it, turned it on, did like well, tried to do a lap, spun right out, uninstalled it, returned it to JB like the next day. Couldn't do it. <laughs> wow. Now that's a turnaround. Too similar uh-huh. for me. Um, Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm more about the crew, mate. Oh, the crew. Like, that was such a comfy game. It's so comfy. Not that good. Sh- shame, shame you can't the... shame you can't play it anymore though, because the servers are, the servers aren't there anymore. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, yeah oh, you straight the, the, the first crew you straight up just can't you just can't <laughs> play it anymore. There's actually an episode of a show called Ross's Game Dungeon where the guy who does Freeman's Mind uh, plays old video games, mm. and every every time any time he can he turns it into an argument against uh, forced obsolescence in video games like online only video games. Yeah. And yeah, it's a very, very comfy game that was taken too soon. Yeah, well, I thought the first one was was better than the second one. Um, I never played I the second I really, one. I didn't really rate the second one, and the first one had some really cool DLC. Uh, I think you play like players or drivers like monster trucks and stuff like that. Which yeah, is, that was cool. That was cool. But yeah, the second one just didn't didn't get my jorts tight whatsoever. No, sadly, no. Um, we'll move on. Uh, I did have a question to throw at you, Kieran, but I don't mm. know if you really probably be able to answer it. Uh, after playing Team Sonic, are you less or more excited for uh, Crash Team Racing? Yes. Has uh, Team Sonic filled that void? In uh, I that I my appetite for kart races is insatiable, so I am still very excited for Crash Team Racing as well. It's different. Crash Team Racing well. is going to be fantastic. It's going to be a great game. Yeah, it looks well, dope. Uh, yeah, they're, Sir they're including. Garcia. They're including. Played it. I have. Ooh. How? What? How? How was it? Um. Uh. I, I can't say that on a on a public bro- public podcast, but I'll D, I'll DM you my prices. Uh, okay. No, it was it was pretty fun. Um. So before I actually went in to do it, I actually played it the original one on my PS One just to. Uh, get a little more familiar with how it handled in the ps1 because for such an old game it actually gameplay wise aged really well Mm, it handled it still plays very very well yeah and it has some really interesting um uh design behind it in terms of its uh, technical performance because i never noticed this as a kid but like the graphics got really really bad the more people you added to it yeah but it ran it ran so smoothly yeah naughty dog were always just technical wizards yeah, like, I I always remember how they got the first Crash game to run so well was because they was because half of the disc doesn't actually have anything in it. 
like the outside the outside half of the disc doesn't actually have anything in it so the PlayStation is forced to read the inner half of the disc which spins faster that's that's really clever yeah <laughs> they, 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 they are they are magicians they are magicians um, but yeah so I uh, you know I got to try a few of the tracks I got to try two tracks from original CTR so that was Puppy Puppy's Pyramid and uh, Sewer Speedway oh, Sewer Speedway is always to... my favorite oh I love Sewer Speedway it's the best it's the easiest to get like yeah. all the jump bo- boosts on yeah um, and then I tried some of the uh, Nitro Kart tracks yeah because I battled Nitro Kart I... tracks as well I've never actually played yeah. that Oh, it's basically just CTR and Nitro Kart put together at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it handled really well. It was very, very familiar, which was nice because uh, something which I really hated about the Crash Bandicoot remake was yeah. because they t- hand they uh, like handled the uh, gameplay a little differently, it just felt really off, especially yeah. with that, re- yeah, that it, ridiculous it, collision box. Yeah, it was, just down, it was just down to them using, I believe, the Skylanders engine as opposed to making a new engine. Yeah. And yeah, as as opposed to the Spyro remake, where it handled really, really well, I was very, much, I was much more impressed with impressed with the Spyro remake than I was with the Crash remake. Not saying Crash remake wasn't great, but yeah, yeah. Um, the yeah, so I only got to try a few tracks, um, but I did get to beat IGN at it, so I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so it handled really well. Um, I was kind of glad to see that the colors weren't as washed out as I was expecting it to be. Cause oh, thank God. As I said, thank as I said God. last week, you know, a lot of these remakes have the issue of just washing out the colors. Mm. Um, so it was nice to see that it, it can still fall a little bit prey to it, but not as much as like something like crash. That's on, uh, that's honestly like a huge relief. Did. Yeah. Cause the color design of crash bandicoot and the, like the art style was always really interesting. It was always really like yeah. colorful, vibrant. I yeah. loved it. So, so they, they really let the colors pop and they let them contrast each other now, which is really nice. Oh, yes. Um, so it, it makes it easier in the sense that uh, it's easier to see where you're supposed to go and it's also easier to appreciate the environment around you. Yes. Oh, God. The environments in, in that series were always just so good. Yeah. And something I'm talking about the actually... I'm talking about the Naughty Dog games. Everything after just doesn't exist. Oh yeah, <laughs> something which purist. I didn't note. Something I didn't note down in the preview, but I did actually notice. I just didn't write it because I wouldn't. I didn't know if it was for sure or not. Is I noticed with the pro, it was running at sixty. Ooh, so yeah. It was a bit interesting to see because you yeah, know, they're, they're racing really... games at sixty frames a second are very nice. Mm. Well, that's like they're that's really like... squeezing as much as they can out of the pro <laughs> at this point. It's fantastic to see. Yeah, that's a similar thing with Team Sonic Racing. Is it runs at sixty now, whereas like they're previous games in the series on the 360 and the ps3 struggled to hit 20 so oh well to be fair that the, the uh, 360 and the ps3 generation was a generation of just garbage frame rates well yeah because i think like crisis yeah. 2 had an average frame rate of like 14 <laughs> so did um your preview did that make you want to pre-order the game <laughs> no. oh now that's a segue Yes. Wow. Uh, We're talking pre-orders. Yeah. We'll talk pre-orders. Now that's a segue. It's um sorry, <clears throat> excuse me. It's been a, a I guess a topic that's come up uh, internally with us a little bit in the past couple of weeks, and obviously it's an ongoing discussion uh, in the industry. I just want to I guess get a, a bit of insight into what you guys think about pre-order culture. Are you for or against it? And um, do you think that it's, it's still a valid practice? And if so, where 
um, is it a valid sort of, you know, business practice? I remember talking about pre-ordering and arguing with people about pre-ordering 10 years ago. And to see this argument still come up is like, have, have did we learn nothing? Did our forefathers not die for it's, nothing? If, if anything, it's gotten worse. Yeah, it, 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 it absolutely weird, has. Yeah, it has. It, it's a really weird thing because people always get burned by pre-order culture because you have like Anthem, No Man's Sky, pretty much every live service game launched this generation. Um, and, you know, they say, I'm oh, never pre-ordering a game again. And then, like, the next week, they pre-order a game. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, really, it's a really weird case with current pre-orders because there are some moments or some cases where pre-ordering is valid. So, you know, you have your special editions that are actually worth getting and you have consoles yeah. because yeah. consoles, you know, historically, they have supply issues. And that's, it's very hard to get around that because you can only produce so much of the silicon and whatever. Um, yeah, you can. But... And when it comes to games, there I only find there are a few instances where just pre-ordering is a safe bet, and that's with Nintendo games because they're classically good at yeah because uh, Nintendo supplying just, their they, things very poorly. Yeah, and then it's also uh, games like a lot of Japanese games, like you know Persona and Nier Automata. You know, games like those where the uh, where the stock just dries up so quickly. That you know, it was better to pre-order, but for a lot of the AAA yeah, culture, it's kind yeah. of needless, and it's just perpetuated a culture where yeah, it really... they more or less just gouge content from games and offer it up as a pre-order incentive. Mm. Uh, I think the oh, like I I, rem- I remember the days of the uh, of the on-disc DLC. Oh yeah, but now that was that was not that was not cool. Not cool. yeah. I think the like the weird thing at, like in the industry like right now is like as Jordan said pre-ordering for um for like physical products is still it can be valid yeah uh yeah. especially for those like more niche titles um because like there's been numerous especially nintendo switch like the jrpgs and stuff that have been coming out there's been numerous instances where i see people uh complaining on day one of a game that their local eb got one copy and it was pre-ordered by someone I, like i remember you having a headache with the neo launch because there just there was no supply in Australia. Yeah, for it. like there's yeah, a lot of yeah. there's a lot of like smaller suppliers uh, that rely on some kind of forecasting to know how much of a game to order, especially when it's a game where like the the quality is kind of an unknown until it until it drops, or like the fan yep. base is an unknown until it drops. But like the weird thing that we have now is is digital pre-orders and like that I don't <sighs> understand, and especially on platforms like PlayStation where. It was only like two months ago that they actually introduced a refund policy, like a cancellation policy for them. Because like physical pre-orders, if you don't want it anymore, you can just cancel it and get your money back. And that's what a lot yeah. of people do. With digital but, pre-orders, not not so much. Well, It depends on the but store, the but yeah. Yeah, of course, of course. But the, the stupid thing with digital pre-orders is when this generation started, a digital pre-order was more or less going uh, to, you know, hey, Sony or hey, Microsoft, uh, I want this game when it comes out. Notify me. That's basically what it was. Uh, And then, you know, like three or four days before release, they would actually take the money. But, you know, publishers uh, caught wind that people, you know, would either get disinterested and they would cancel the digital pre-order. So what they did was they'd start uh, tying things into it, like uh, themes or, you know, little things that you download immediately. And because you downloaded something from that transaction, they take all the money immediately and you can't get a refund. Yeah. It's that, really stupid. Yeah, I, Real I shady. Remember a Real video shady. that we did ages ago when um, Dave was doing videos for the website and he did a, 
I think it was called, I think it was called like how to get a, a Black Ops beta code, like a tight ass or something like that. It was called. And yeah, basically, he would, he would he would pre-order the game on Sony's, you know, on the PSN, and then get the beta code, download the beta code, and then go and cancel the pre-order. Um, <laughs> so you can't actually do that now. So if you have to, if you can pre-order a game and get like a beta code, for example, you know, you have to either do, it, I guess, do it in a store like um, JBL or something where they give you a a printer code and then go and cancel it later. Or but if you do it digitally, yeah, I guess. Uh, and this is probably a few more you PC guys, but. I guess preloading is a, a big thing as well. Yeah, although less and less games are doing it now because it's... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, from what I've seen anyway, I could be wrong, but a lot of a lot of games just aren't doing it anymore. Uh, it's yes and no. So I'm so glad that uh, Final Fantasy 15 on PC got preloading because that was 150 gigs. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, that was um, huge. But you are right. Less and less games are doing it or it's... It's not actually that they're doing it less. It's they're doing it so much closer to the actual release date. And I think it's just they're getting really worried of people cracking the code before yeah, the game's that, released. That, that's been a problem and, for a while, like for a long yeah, time. and it makes sense. But it's also uh, an easy way around that is to just like uh, make the preload, download most of the files, but like break the end of it, and then have a day one update for PC, which fixes it and makes it usable. Right. Is- um, I mean, I've I've never really I've never preloaded anything, but do they hold off or do it closer to the launch day because of the day one patch? Do you think, or does that have nothing to do with it? Yeah, I, uh, I, that, I think so. Uh, 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 it's it's tough because uh, some games they just have these massive day one patches. Uh, if you look at what was it, the Division Two, the poor PS4 users that bought it physically were met with. Uh, like it was it like a ninety gig download because oh, the like disc that. was yeah. just basically yeah. a launcher for the download. The disc yeah. had like four. literally nothing on it. Like yeah. it was yeah, just yeah, just the launcher. Like, yeah, it was like a five hundred meg file which verified the download, and that was it. And let's not forget Fallout seventy six and that patch that was larger than the actual game. And when you bought the PC version, it you just got like a a paper a paper disc with like a download code on it. You didn't even yeah. get like a physical copy. I mean, look, you, you could look at so much of Fallout 76 and just learn to not do that. Yeah. Loud <laughs> <laughs> game was a disaster from the get-go. Uh, yeah, there's, yeah, I mean, this whole, uh, I guess this conversation was reignited uh, for us when we were talking, it might have been a couple of weeks ago, and I was talking about uh, what you said, Jason, uh, J- Jason uh, Jordan. Um, Happy birthday, Jason. With, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at my screen and there's... Uh, and, I saw the name Jason. Anyway, um, how the Sinking City and also a Plague Tale had, if you pre-ordered the digital copy on the PSN, uh, you got PS4 dynamic themes, and they don't. I mean, the um, a Plague Tale one hasn't. I haven't seen it on the store yet for purchase, uh. and a lot of the time they, yeah, like you never see it. So the only way you can actually get it would be to, uh, you know, do the digital pre-order, which is annoying because. I guess when the PS4 sort of first came out, they would throw that code. If you went and bought it physically, you know, you could get that code kind of thing as well. So it wasn't just for digital pre-orders. It was, I guess, if you pre-ordered the, you know, the physical version, they would, inside the case would be a, you know, a code for the Dynamic theme or whatever. But now it's there, yeah, which is a bit of a bummer because um, as we sort of discussed, I can't remember if it was on the podcast or not, but I'm a bit of a fan for um the uh, digital themes. I, I um, think that was for the the post show that doesn't exist. 
Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would. That's. I mean, I. I've. I wouldn't pay a hundred bucks for a digital game purely for a uh, PS4 theme. I think digital pricing is way too expensive. To, oh yeah, it sure is. It's to, um, it's, mm. it's atrocious. It's very bad. Pre-order. Um, and it's a bummer that Sony um, can't just let me pre-order it, take that theme, and then refund the purchase. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, how dare you not, to you not give you stuff for free? <laughs> yeah. How dare they? I know. How dare they? Um, yeah. I, th- I mean, I, I'm for and against them. I think it helps, uh, like Kieran was saying, I guess, uh, retailers and distributors and whatnot gauge sort of interest levels and that. And it's also a good... Um, I guess payment plan for some people. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I get the yeah, payment plan part, yeah. but uh, when it comes to like a lot of AAA games, you know, they have statistics and prior performance numbers to go off to gauge interest. Because what generally, I, generally, yeah. especially if you do it with like an annualized series like COD, even though more and more people say they're boycotting it, the numbers grow, and so you know you can always put statistics to numbers that are that frequent, and so they can always. Um, like expect us uh predict a certain rise and so they can uh allocate stock accordingly what i don't get though and this is even in regards to payment plans and all that is when after like e3 or gamescom or whatever or nintendo direct or whatever you see people posting you know receipts that are like eight meters long with every game that was announced like pre-ordered yeah that's just like, fucking and they're, all, they're all placeholder prices yeah i i don't I don't understand it because you have to drop like a you know a deposit on that. So if you you know if you pre-order like fifty games, that's like you know that, yeah, well, let's say a, it's ten bucks each. That's five hundred bucks. Yeah, I know, but like just that that's what baffles me. I get collector's editions and stuff, but I don't. Yeah, that that is just. It depends on what the collector's edition is as well. If you're if you're paying extra just to get a small little uh, just a tiny figure, then like I mean, or an why bother? But or a, oh no. I don't think art books are that. I don't think they're that no. bad. No, I'm joking because I love okay. art books. Ah, yes, I too love art books. I'm glad. I'm, gl- <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm glad yeah. that you too enjoy fine but, art. But we yeah, are, as yeah, right, we... it, it it does uh it does all come down to what's in the content and stuff mm. like collector's edition because. Especially Ubisoft. Oh, I hate Ubisoft collector's editions. Oh, they have really like, good at like making a jillion different tiers for them. Yeah. Oh my goodness! They, they they charge you like you know three hundred dollars for a piece of plastic that's hollow. <sighs> yeah, God. I got one last question for you, and then we'll just we'll jump to some community responses on this topic. But oh, yeah. what what are your thoughts? And it, I mean, this could blow out into a big conversation. But what are your thoughts on pre-ordering, uh, unlocking? early access to a title uh that's a tough the thing the thing with that is that when when you're talking about a game that's finished and available for people to purchase at at that early access period then it's no longer an early access period they're just making everyone who didn't pay the extra weight and that's bullshit yeah i agree yeah i think i can get behind that if you it, announce also... a release date, I think that should be the release date, regardless of... Yeah, for sure. Unless you're talking about Anthem, where the people who got early access got a much worse game than everyone else. <laughs> oh, yeah, they got... Ooh, they got they got, they got, got shafted. 
Jordan loved it. Telling, oh, you're telling me, man. I'm like, telling you. I've never wanted to throw you, my you computer out. I've never wanted to throw my computer out the window so hard. That game was so frustrating. Just, just to get it to run. Oh, it's just the worst. Like, I loved it. Oh yeah. yeah sounds yeah. like a ten out of ten to me. Oh yeah, for sure. A, a Zach ten. <laughs> <laughs> I've only given one. How many? Have you ever given a ten, Jordan? Yeah, I gave it to Persona Five. Azo, have you given a ten? I, yeah, you have, a 10, I, I have I have given a ten and I regret it because I gave Ooh. that ten to Undertale. <laughs> oh yeah. lord. And now like uh what, four years later, I'm like, I really it's like a six at best. Yeah, but Megalovania. Yeah. Yeah. Karen, you've given a couple of tens, haven't you? I've had a few ten oh wait. Yeah, I've given a few games a ten. We're we're not talking about girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> I think I gave Super Mario Odyssey a ten. You yeah, did. that that that, that game deserved yeah. a ten. That game was brilliant. And I think I gave um the prequel to Life is Strange two. I gave that a ten because it was good and also because it oh, was free. free. So like you can't fault that at all. True. Um, we might read some community responses here. Um, I don't know if you want me just to read. See what the cool kids have some, to say. Or um, yeah, do the voices. Pick, pick... Oh, that, that would be too tough. <laughs> I also got a. I might pick people's names I can actually pronounce because this could get awkward. Uh, we'll reward James Finn for being the the, the first one to reply. Uh, this is in regards to um, do we think pre-ordering is a, a valid practice still. James Finn writes that I think it's a fair practice because you're lay buying before you pick it up. Securing the edition you want, <clears throat> that you want to get, especially if it's a limited or collector's edition in case it sells out or doesn't sell enough stock to restock often. Uh, he's given Super Dragon Ball Heroes, for example. And you sometimes get pretty nifty pre-order bonuses when doing so. So like the stylus with Mario Maker 2, for example. Um, yeah, so I guess that's sort of what, what yeah. we were saying about that. Relates, that relates, again, that's like the physical side of things. Like there's still there's still valid reasons to do it. Yeah, there's course, another one course. here I want to read from a retailer, which I'm trying to find. Here we are. Corey Wire? Corey Wire. I think, yeah. Uh, from a retailer perspective, if there uh, if there are no pre-orders, there is no way for our buyers to gauge actual interest. At the end of the day, sorry, let's, let me see more of this. At the, at the end of the day, if you pre-order a game, no one has a gun to your head to pick it up day one, which is kind of what you were saying, Kieran. If a game is shit, everyone will know about it when the embargo breaks. Honestly, I don't know how my competitors work, but if you decide not to pick up a game you ordered, you are more than welcome to get your deposit back, or better still, put it towards a future order. I get people like it. It has ramifications at the development end, but honestly, there's nothing worse than getting five copies of a game in when we should have gotten 200. There have been multiple times when we've had to turn people away for weeks because the local distributor uh, underestimated the levels of interest in the local market. By the time, mm. uh, by the time they get more stock, uh, more stock pressed, everyone has moved on. Yeah, that's 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 probably the bit that's probably the bit the best reason to pre-order. I think if you're getting a game like for example from you're getting like a Japanese game that isn't being localized to an extensive degree, yeah. So people have to know how many copies they get. Well, that uh, like once they, and once they get that stock, like I remember searching, God, I was searching for weeks to try and find a physical copy of Octopath Traveler, and I just just mm. couldn't find oh, it. Oh, good God! Yeah, yeah. And, and now they get and now they're getting scalped for like 150 bucks on eBay or something. Yeah, well, it actually happens with like it happens with with like less niche titles as well. Like uh, Devil May Cry Five, uh, 
it's really? been sold out in certain retailers. Well, I think like that's really it depends on the retailer, I think. But like, there's certain retailers that have been sold out pretty much since launch. Uh, that's, that's really surprising. I thought that Devil May Cry would be lining the shelves. Yeah, that's, and I think that was franchise. that was kind of a case of like both the distributor and the retailers not anticipating how good the reception was going to be. Oh uh, yeah, and that's yeah. something you can't really like quantify. So it's you're kind of relying on mm. on and... people to you know have their say and put their money down and and yeah. let them know that they actually want to play it yeah yeah and the big thing about chain retailers is that if a man- if a manager takes initiative and it, that initiative doesn't really work out you, you you're buggered you, you can't <laughs> like management is gonna give you a firm slap yeah on the wrist. well that does like that doesn't even happen on a store level anymore so like it's more important oh, okay. for that reason too because it's all basically from the top and that's it yeah We'll read one more. Uh, we'll go uh, Peter Pierre, who writes, No way. When games are frequently launching with multiple patches or content that is slated for a later release, why would you put money down on a product when you don't know what state it's going to launch in? Yeah, that's that's, and that also plays mm. into uh, season passes as well. Um, season, like people used to get season passes and then the, without knowing what the how good the actual DLC yeah, was going to be. Yeah, pre-ordering DLC. Yeah. That that's how mm. egregious it got. Yeah. This I've this been so many... egregious. Sorry. What do you mean how how egregious it got? Even how egregious it still is. Yeah. There's yeah, been there's so absolutely. many season passes that I've paid for that I haven't played the content for because. Oh yeah. Either <laughs> either because it's been bad or it's taken too long or I've just like completely forgotten about the game that it's in like. Do you actually? This sort of goes back to what we were sort sort of talking about last week. I think it was last week. Uh, about the episodic games and when you i guess you pre-order a, a season of that i guess you're that, that's effectively doing the same thing kind of you know yeah it's a season yeah. Pass. yeah i guess it's a but little it's, bit different because you kind of you want that stuff because you want to finish the series that, the last well, time i did that the last time i did that was for the telltale back to the future game which ended up being eh, like yeah eh, it's all right it, it was only all right do you remember um Blues and Bullets. I think Kieran might Kieran might have played that, or at least know of it. <laughs> the game that they made like two episodes of and gave up. Yeah, because <laughs> really? there wasn't because there wasn't a, enough interest. Yeah, um, and the guy who plays shit. the main guy, uh, well, <laughs> a little, a little, <laughs> a little. Uh, the guy who the guy who played the main guy was um, the voice actor for Geralt. Gerald, or whatever his name is. Oh, yeah, that was a yeah. Um, you know when yeah, you like, anyway. you know when you really like someone famous and then you see them doing something horrendous. Oh God! Like yeah. that's the that's the good old milkshake duck going on. Yeah, except not for anything like evil, just for being in something terrible. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I mean. The- there's plenty of good answers here for the thing. If you want to be part of the next podcast discussion, you can join our well-played community here on Facebook. You'll find the link or the button to join on our Facebook page. So head there and join in. Uh, we might stuck move in. on to Mario Direct. And I'll let you, Azza and Kieran, and I guess Jordan, take over because I have not seen it um, and I know nothing about it. Fair enough. The thing I want to point out is that there's an art style that has still yet to be unveiled. When they were showing off mm. all the different art styles that you can do, there's one left. For the love of God, please let it be Yoshi's Island. Please I, let it be Yoshi's Island. That would be amazing. 
Uh, and I, that's the only thing I would ever put anything in. Like the internet is everything having else. A, <laughs> the internet's yeah. having a lot of fun with that empty space too. I don't know if you've seen uh, Twitter. No, no, I haven't. I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to catch up on my memes. This is not I'm a visual a podcast. Huge meme you can't see anything, but go on Twitter. Okay, I'll do that after the uh, <laughs> after this podcast is over. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, of- I mean, I mean, what did you guys think of the you know the direct and uh, is Mario Maker Two going to be everything that you wanted it to I, be? Or I think it's, yeah, yeah. I think it looks all awesome. It, yeah, all it really has to be is just Mario Maker One with more stuff, and that's well, that's exactly kind of what, what I was expecting. Like, yeah, but yeah. it's like more than that too. It's yeah, that, it's you're not just games. making like Mario games in the vein of games that have already been made. You're making Mario games that nobody's made yet. Yeah, exactly. With all the it's, new features, it's, it looks it's crazy. It looks so good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very which one of us is going to make which one of us is going to make uh, Thomas a tank engine in Mario Maker? <laughs> I volunteer. Well, that can be a collaborative effort because it's online. It's multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> collaboration yeah. now as well. Oh god, that's gonna be that's gonna be great to take down take down to a take down to like a pub. Just get just get smashed with a mate. Go to a what? pub and take two Joy Cons, one Joy Con each, and just. That's it. Like get, what? Get that cooperative effort going. I want to. I want to start having like dinner parties where we split up into teams, and each team makes a game for the other team, and then they have to try and finish them. Oh, that's that's a that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I already I already do that with um Jackbox on my Switch because Jackbox is just a fantastic game to have on the Switch. If How are you? yeah, Jackbox is great. I um Jackbox is fantastic. I crack out Jackbox Five and Madverse City on the regular. Oh, that's so good. I love Madverse City. And anyway, I think we're getting uh, a little bit off topic. Mario Maker. All right, Mario Maker. <laughs> uh, do they do they talk about anything else in the direct? Like, I don't no, know. It was, it was no. just that. Oh, actually, no, they you, did talk you, about the um the discount thing. Oh yeah, the switch the switch online discount. So basically, you get like discount coupons for certain games now. You can pre-order two games that you don't know what game it is yet, and so you decide you want to buy it. Yeah. So. Pre-orders. It's, it's. I mean, it's still not worth it on pre- on principle, but I mean, it's it, it's twenty bucks a year. Like, come on, I'm poor, and even I can afford that. They're not. They're not really not asking for much. So you get the game for twenty dollars? Is that uh, so, what you're so, no, no, sorry. no. That, that's the price of the online service. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, what ha- what they announced is that if you have an online subscription, you can buy a voucher that's redeemable for any two uh, Nintendo first party games that you can use anytime in within a year and it works yeah. out roughly like 20 30 bucks cheaper than if you were buying them individually it's weird it's like a like a coupon system uh so what that means is everyone should start buying splatoon 2 and repopulate the servers <laughs> yes please god i want to i want as an excuse to start playing splatoon again it's so much fun but no one's oh, playing so good i need to get a gaming and, sorry and all the people playing uh, are all like they're all Japanese people with like oh, yeah. maximum so you level. Shot, yeah, you get shot from halfway across the field. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys have you guys seen Raw Men? The no. Splatoon clone with naked dudes carrying soup. Oh, oh yes, yes, that's right. Yes. With, yeah, that looks that looks really really silly. And I, I love. I like how PC. everyone I didn't know what you're talking about when you said <laughs> Splatoon two. Right, right, right. As soon as you mentioned like naked dudes, like oh, yeah. everyone's like, oh yeah, floppy weenies going around. That that's remember. my kind of game. Well, because I was thinking of a video I saw the other day, but not the game. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I do. I, I do love silly games, so I'll be checking that out. I do love me some yeah, weird, weird sick. games. 
Have you heard of Wanking Simulator as a... Yes, <laughs> I am Let's very excited go, for Wanking Simulator. I remember, I I do remember the days of the novelty simulator, and I'm sad that those days are. Be- I'm both sad and kind of like, yeah, all right, that those that those days are behind us. I think it's those reached its simu- those goat simulator. Sim. Yeah, yeah. Did you they, ever there's play? Nothing uh, gonna be, nothing's going to be better than that. Did you ever play Butter Cutting Simulator? No, I did not. Man, you you missed the uh, game of the generation. <laughs> did I? Oh yeah, you get to cut butter. Oh, dude, I love cutting butter. That's my <laughs> every time I get up in the morning, I make my toast. I think, yes, I get to cut butter. The, have you ever wanted this, your slices of butter to like phase right through your kitchen bin? <laughs> Just turn on your no clip and grab butter out of the cupboard. Yeah, that's exactly it. Speaking of butter, we might move on um, <laughs> to some news. <laughs> Um, <laughs> butter our audience up for some news we'll oh. start with what should we start with? we'll we'll go with the the microsoft e3 leak that was posted Ooh, by yeah boy game rant uh yeah game rant uh, a couple of days ago it's um yeah. uh from a guy called uh browdia from neogaf who apparently mm. has the inside hot ticket on what's going on and mm. um does he there's a whole list of stuff well i mean he he claims to be so. Yeah, he he did back it. He did quote back it up with lots of press passes he has and lots of business cards from the studios he has. I mean, it's it's still an anonymous dude on the internet, but it's it's fun to speculate. It's fun. which means he's telling the truth. Yes, and <laughs> a, a lot of a lot of his uh his speculations make sense. Mm, they do. They do. Even if they don't make sense, I really just want Age of Empires four to be a thing again, please. Yeah, I mean, there's some here that are that are fairly obvious. Um, he's if you do read the link that um, uh, the article by Game Rand, he's actually broken them down into I think sure things, uh, likelies, and possibilies, or or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and I guess I mean, is there any, anything here that sort of took uh, your guys' interest at all? Uh, so I am very excited to see what's going to happen with Halo Infinite. Oh yes, I I've would... wanted three four three to make a good Halo game for a while, and they've got Mario yeah. Dot more memes. Yeah, they, they broke my heart. It's all for Halo the memes. 5. It's all for the memes. Oh yeah, for sure. Man, Halo memes is like the best page. I'm a part of a Halo ship posting group. Oh yeah, day. yeah. It, it's the best part of my day because they just yeah. come up with some absolute trash. Um, but and Ori and the Will of the Wisps just looks Ooh, so yeah. good, and I want to see more of well, it. Well, those yeah, yes. those are both sure bets for E three though, of course. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to show off Halo Infinite, and they have to show off a uh, Marty O'Donnell coming back to do the soundtrack. Mwah! That is going Hell to be the yes. best shit. Yeah, it's going to be so good. Yeah. So they say here that um, Halo, both Halo Infinite and Ori, will um, have uh, trailers with release dates, pretty much. Mm. Uh, and you would think that Ori would be. I mean, that's been uh, in development for quite a while now. You'd think that would be pretty close to release. Mm. Hopefully. Um, but from the looks of things, most of their most of their bigger games are coming out next year, and they'll probably come out on the new Xbox. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot, Xbox of, a lot of cross-gen a a, stuff. Yeah, the Xbox One has been a little bit of a train wreck. All uh, right, new Xbox. I forgot because PC. Any <laughs> that um, that you like the look of here? I know that we will share a common interest with one of them. Are you talking about Dino Crisis? I am talking about Dino Crisis. <laughs> Yes. I think yeah, I think it's interesting that like this like supposed leak has like 
tears of whether it might happen or whether it's definitely going to mm-hmm. happen. Like if it's a leak, it should be, you know, like yeah. if, it's, it's re- if it's real information, it should just be fact. But at any rate, the yeah, like the mid-tier high chance of happening stuff says that there might be a, a new Capcom game that's maybe a Resident Evil 3 remake or maybe a new Dino Crisis. And I would be very, very happy if there was a new Dino Crisis game. What, what if it's same? Both? I uh, hope they do. I, yeah. I hope they do do something different that's not Resident Evil. Um, yeah. Because they've obviously done Resident Evil 7 and now Resident Evil 2. They've probably thrown Resident Evil 4 out somewhere in between that as well. Well, this it just came um, out on the Switch, like, uh, this week. I did it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and I did. It's continuing its march onto every platform. <laughs> and I think at the end of the month, either Resident Evil or Resident Evil 0 is going to the Switch. Yeah, I knew there was a bunch of uh, of the old ones. I thought 4 was already out on the Switch for some reason. But yeah, no, I do hope a, a new Dino Crisis is announced. That would be very, it, yeah. very cool. I like I like the wording that it's a supposed new Dino Crisis game too, and not a not a remake, which is ooh a new one might be nice. I would like a bit of both. I would like to see Regina come back. She was probably my fave. I wouldn't mind um, like a soft reboot, like a you know a reimagining. Of yeah, yeah. A soft reboot seems like the, a good compromise when you mm. bring back after, a series that not a lot of people will remember. Yeah, after Dino's in space, I mean that series just died. <laughs> that, that series died in space, um, and Battletoads would be another one I'm keen to I'm keen to see. That'll definitely be there as well. But but is it coming out on the Wii? If you want some of your real old school memes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, because oh, uh, just to touch on what I guess what Kieran said um, with some, with the tier, uh, you know, the chances of there's one here. There's he's also got stuff to have a small chance of happening and one of them is xbox game studios acquisitions with one of them being a sobo who are the guys that did a plague tale which i can't see happening because uh focus home who published a plague tale they announced that they were working with a sobo again uh, like a month ago um so I, I doubt that um they'd be yeah i can't see yeah, that it's a bit of a weird happening. crossover of things yeah but that uh, also anyway, does we'll say next-gen Rare game and Perfect Dark reboot, which would be cool. So, yeah, please, I, I just, I just want to cool. forget that Perfect Dark Zero exists. I just want to forget that. That's all <laughs> that's, I want. That's the best one. I, I, I also, I'll come I to your house. See, I'll come to your house. Sam. I want to see more Bleeding Edge because Ninja Theory killed it Don't with Hellblade. Good time. <laughs> um, so we'll move on. Uh, this year, as a, I think you probably. And you too, Jordan, might get a bit excited over this, but it's it's the ten year tenth year, sorry, anniversary for Minecraft. Yay! Yay! Best part is Notch isn't a part of it. Yeah, but who's Notch? I thought it was. I thought Miku made the game. <laughs> Thanks, Hatsune Miku, for making Minecraft. Thank you very much. She, she makes everything. So. Yeah, she makes everything. Yeah, it's weird to see Minecraft, such an iconic game as Minecraft, become a 10-year-old game. Like, a, a, lot of, a lot of us will have personal... A lot of people our age will have personal memories with it. Especially people who... No. Well, aren't you just a special child? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just... And to see, to see a game that helped kickstart the indie revolution that we're currently in right now, like to like one of the games that proved yeah. that indie games weren't just something that were plopped onto back then the Xbox Live Marketplace, which was probably the best place to get console indie games back in the day, and Man, to, X- and XBLA for a game to so prove good. that yeah you can make lots of money with these indie games. Mm. Yeah, it has been crazy to see, especially when you look at all the things that has changed with the game, 
in that 10-year run. It's like, you, you can't look at Minecraft back then and compare it to how it is now because they're basically completely two different games. Oh, it's yeah, just changed absolutely. so much. It's like Can with you my, give me um, a, a quick ex- explanation of what Minecraft is now compared to what it was? Uh, so Minecraft back then uh, was a very restrictive survival game. It was focused more on uh, being creative rather than any, having any actual survival elements. Uh, there wasn't really a lot of purpose to its progression tree. So once you realistically got the mid-tier tools, you're kind of good. Um, but then they started adding more and more updates, which added more depth to the game. So you had more biomes, which is different areas that spawn in the world generation. Um, there was a bit of a controversial update at 1.8, I think, where they changed the way yeah, the world generated. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. That um, was... Where, like, it was Oof. just... It, it became purely random, and there was, like, no form of, like, logic to its uh, world generation. But uh, outside of that, you know, they added more mobs, they added more depth to the fighting mechanics, they added the hunger meter, uh, they added... They reintroduced the creative mode, because when Minecraft originally launched, it was just a creative mode with, like... I think it was, like nine blocks only in the game yeah there were and only that, nine, that nine or you ten had to blocks. work with that was and and now yeah. it's got like five or six hundred blocks and items or whatever um and yeah they're just continually updating it and like what was like two three weeks ago they had the village and pillage update which kind of reintroduced some validity uh, validity to the villagers and like uh actually added more content for you to do and They've added stuff like phantoms, which are like this really cool mob where if you don't sleep or die for three days, it just stalks you and tries to kill you. Uh, but you get some really cool items and then you have like stuff like the aquatic update. It's just, it's changed so much since its initial release. It's kind of crazy. It's absolutely insane just seeing that game go from the bare bones game it was back then to like multimedia juggernaut now. Yeah, for sure. So, for the ten-year anniversary, um, I think you were saying as they've done, uh, or some people have have done some cool stuff with Minecraft. Um, so, like the Victorian government, or yes, something? the Victorian government. Not not necessarily for the tenth anniversary, but they've recreated the entire city of Melbourne in Minecraft for educational purposes. Didn't didn't some like Sweden or Denmark? Didn't one of those kind of countries do that a while ago? Yeah, they yeah, there are a lot of countries that do stuff like that, but it's the first time that we've got some locally grown city recreations. Yeah. Yeah. Shame it had cool. to be shame it had to be Melbourne though. Hey, I'm better than Sydney. I was going to say Perth, but okay, whatever. I can simulate <laughs> going to work. It's going to be great. <laughs> um You've also got listed here something about Minecraft Earth. Um, yeah. So they yeah they announced a a uh, a v a AR game for mobile, I believe. Yeah, a Pokemon Go esque experience where you basically you know using GPS you you go around the world and and pick up Minecraft blocks and you can use them to to build things and it, you build things in AR and the cool thing is I think. Like my, the coolest thing about it that I that got me really excited is that you can, col- looks like you can collaboratively build, uh, little Minecraft worlds in using augmented reality, and other people can join in and also see what you're building in real time, which is, uh, I think like probably my favorite sort of evolution of that idea. Yeah, that's so what you're it- saying is you can all build Thomas Tank Engine. Yes. Yes. 
in fact, that's, this, is, this is a call to arms. Everybody build a massive Thomas the Tank Engine, as big as you can. Do it for the country. <laughs> it's all we got left. <laughs> Please. Oh, yeah. In, um, I mean, yeah, I, I've never, ever played Minecraft or had any interest in it, but it sounds like a lot of people are quite keen on it, and it's uh, good to see it's going on 10 years, and hopefully for you fellas who like it, uh, it brings a tear to my eye. It does a bit longer. Brings a tear. We'll to move on eye. though. Um, I don't know, can't remember when this was announced, but Sony. It might have been actually today. Even uh, Sony are establishing an in-house film studio to adapt yes. its franchises. Yes, adapt it to film and TV. Which does that mean that that uh, that photo we had of Jason Momoa being Kratos oh. might actually become oh, a thing? Oh, the, the fake poster that ended up. Yeah, will that, that be real? That killed what? our. Facebook. It <laughs> 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 reached over 2 million people. 50% of them were like from mm. the Philippines. And from would... the from the looks of things Sony are taking the Marvel approach as well where they don't license they don't license stuff out to other people but they make all the stuff inside. So it's an in-house in-house development studio. Does that affect like don't they don't they have a, a couple of things in production already? Um, they had the God of War documentary earlier. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, earlier this year. Well, I think earlier this month. If you could see a, uh, a TV show or a movie of, I guess, any of the um, PS4 franchises, which one would you choose? And would it be a movie or a TV show? Spider-Man. Spyro. Spyro. <laughs> no, 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 no. A Spyro a speed movie. Ra- a Speed Racer adaptation of Wipeout. Oof. That's weirdly specific and probably yeah. horrible. <laughs> and get some classic EDM in as well. Hell yeah. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Um, Obviously, ooh, you have to make a, it full on campy. A, medi- a medieval TV show could be funny. Yeah. That'd, that'd be, be, that'd that'd be, be fun. Cool. I'd watch that. Yeah. I'd be keen be to awesome. see uh, probably a TV show for The Order. You know? Your favorite game of all time. The one nobody remembers. I somebody's remember. Gonna, so, somebody's going to be sipping their tea or their coffee and they're going to hear the audio and they're like, oh, yeah, fellas, that was fellas, a game. Fellas, we're really missing something here. A movie from, from in the universe of Knack. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't, it wouldn't <laughs> you surprise know me if they and were it'll developing... It'll tie into Knack 3. Knack <laughs> <laughs> 3. It wouldn't surprise me if they had like a, a children's like CG animated TV show. Well, uh, hey, they had a Skylanders TV show. Like, exactly. And that was horrifying. Yeah, that, they made Crash Bandicoot speak, and they and he had a really bad bad accent, and it made me it just made me want to drink copiously. It's that uh, sounds. Do you want to like talk about it or? Yeah. Um. In other news, uh, Microsoft and Sony are collaborating on cloud gaming solutions to beat Amazon and Apple, and potentially, I guess, Google with their. Yeah, Stadia yeah. platform. Mm. And this is that? yeah, that's potent- This is probably the biggest step towards industry like con- congealing, an industry congealing towards a more streamlined solution. Which I'm, I'm, I'm happy for, but I'm also very cautious. Like we saw what happened with Steam. If there's, ugh, time, time will tell to see how how well it plays out. I like the idea. 
I like I like the idea of, of Sony and Microsoft working together on something, obviously, uh, and the implications that it has for things like crossplay and. Uh, yeah, and, if it means Sony just, actually start doing crossplay, that'll be great. Yeah, and just making Sony's like online services in general better is always going to be a good thing because there's obviously more people on that network than anything else, and so mm-hmm. having having Microsoft you know technology behind it would be great. But I kind of also like the idea, like it's probably you know a, a bit of a stretch, but the idea that in the future you know, hardware will be just sort of a gateway to those services and to think that Sony and Microsoft might still have their own hardware that competes and their own exclusives that compete, but also uh, like a synergy with third-party stuff that isn't platform exclusive Mm. would be cool. And and we also have to think about how Nintendo plays into this as well because Nintendo and Microsoft have already announced plans to collaborate with Microsoft putting things like Xbox Live on the Nintendo Switch and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like it's this weird period where it, anything could happen at the moment, and yeah, you could wake yeah, everyone, up. Everyone, all yeah, they're all coming together under Microsoft's well, uh, cloud it, banner it, too. <laughs> well, no, because when it comes to the cloud banner, uh, Nintendo are using uh, Google services, I believe, for Assassin's Creed Origins in Japan, aren't they? Uh, yes, they did have a yeah. they did have a small trial there. I think that's a. I think the fact that they're using Google for that that technology for that trial there is more just a byproduct of the fact that they're using uh like android based hardware and stuff it's probably yeah. easier it's, it's than also doing anything yeah. else yeah it's also indicative of japan's internet generally being pretty good well yeah. and mo- yeah <laughs> i guess um the last part of or the last bit of news sorry that we have here to talk about is um i guess some PS5 news um, yeah. and some PS4 news with um, some, The yeah. Verge have reported, um, well, I guess probably many other sites report as well, but the one we've got here is from The Verge and that um, Sony demonstrated, uh, was it actually leaked or was it actually, did they just do it? It was a, it was yeah. at an investor relations meeting. <clears throat> yeah, so Sony demoed the PS4, sorry, the PS5 yeah. load times because um, we all read that article from Wired, I believe it was, about mm. how um, the PS5's load times were, what, like five, six times, eight times, 100 times the amount of um, the PS4. Um, so, yeah, that's I, yeah. quite exciting. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, it seems like their messaging for PS5 is pretty much going to be zero load times or like, you know, the end of the end of long load screens. Because they're really kind fingers of fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Do you, do you think while we just uh, keep on PS Five for a bit? Do you think the way that they've um, delivered the information on the PS Five, you know, especially the early information, has been a bit different? I think it's indicative Strange, of. Maybe? I think it's indicative of how they're going to handle the like the the leap to the next generation, and that it's not going to mm. be a leap like it has been previously. It's not going to be an event. It's not going to be everyone changing, like throwing out their old consoles and and you know starting a new life with a new machine. It's it's just going to be an update and a sort of like a, a yeah a crossover. Like part of the news that came out uh, today or yesterday was that the Sony have said like pretty much stated that they're going to be supporting the PS4 and that's going to be a core part of their um their strategy for at least three yeah. more years. Yeah. So I think it's going to be. Almost like the PS4 Pro, maybe on a little bit of a larger scale, but it's going to be, you know, hang on to your PS4s if you want to, or if you want the best experience, move over. It's not going to be, you know, burn everything yeah, you had. It's not going to be a fresh. life and death situation as it used to be. Yeah. So that's it. So crossplay is basically 120% confirmed. 
because I'm not sure did they ever did they actually announce that previously? So not uh, well, like backwards uh, compatibility. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, sorry. Would I say crossplay? He said crossplay. Um, I did. Sorry, <laughs> wrong. Yeah, no, they, uh, they, know, they said I mean, that from the they, they between. Did. Yeah, they said that from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, did, yeah. Did they? Yeah, yeah, they did. They 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 are pushing the backwards compatibility hard because I think a lot of people were bummed out from the lack of lack of backwards compatibility for the PS4, particularly people who had come over from the PS3 and they've got no PS3 sorry. Games. Sorry, I'm meaning that you know we'll definitely get you know big games like Cyberpunk, you know, co- you know, being both both platforms uh, now. Yeah, I think they will. Oh, okay. Multi-platform, you mean? Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, not cross-play. I knew what I cross-gen. I knew what I meant, right? You know, yeah, cross-gen, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, um, the, the way that I guess uh, Sony, I guess debuted all that information with well, wired is very similar to the way Microsoft did that. Um, I've forgotten their name now. Who's that tech site? Engadget? No, not Engadget. Uh, digital I'm... Digital Foundry um, for the Xbox One X. Um, I, I was just surprised that uh, that Sony wouldn't, you know, I feel like Sony loved to publicly show yeah. how awesome they are. I, I, um, I, think it's a, I think it's a different strategy from them because a lot of the industry has this weird behavior when it comes to hearing about all these tech specs at least where they kind of boast these numbers not not the not the uh companies themselves but the people that read it if they don't actually understand it they kind of boast them baselessly so they've more or less released the details to the people that will actually you know make sure that the information is out there in a concise manner that educates people yeah i mean i guess that's um one of the arguments but um i guess you know showing that that fast low time would definitely, you know, get a reaction from people because, but I guess, you know, you're right. They, you know, a lot of, uh, just normal gamers, I guess, if you want to, if, if you want to call them that, just care about when's it coming out, how much is it going to cost? Yeah. And, and it's even then, cause I remember when the Xbox one X was coming out, uh, every Microsoft fanboy was just going on about the teraflops without having any idea. Yeah. What I remember that. Meant. I remember the teraflops. I still don't even know what a teraflop it's is. It's the so. floppiest console. It, it's basically a part of the compute power for the graphics processor. Yeah. Don't know what that means either. It means you can use it as a wobble board if you want. <laughs> don't know what that means either. Big, big number mean good, good performance. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like when, it's like when Sega used to talk about blast processing, blast processing. What's blast processing? I don't know. It just means it works faster. Oh, oh, just oh, means it's when, better. When Sony had cell processing and not even they knew how oh, to use it. Oh yeah, that's right. Cell hey processing. Yep. Is that like your mates at uh, at Apple when it comes to Retina display? They're not my mates. They are you're there. They are your mates. You love them. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. He loves them. Do you have I, an I iPhone? Was, uh, regrettably so. Yeah. Case confirmed. Case closed. <laughs> That's the only reason you have an iPhone in the year, in the year of our Lord 2019. Well, I mean, it works well with my Mac, which I use for producing this show. See, all right. See, Apple again. <laughs> Sponsored by not Apple. one but two Apple devices. Next thing we know, <laughs> he'll have an a- Apple TV in his room. Yeah, probably does. I actually have two in my house. <laughs> <laughs> the the prophecy has come true. I mean, just I guess as a as a bit of fun. When do we think the PS Five will launch, and how much do you reckon it'll, it'll cost? Uh, twenty. I think twenty twenty one. I meant like a. Uh, I'm, I'm, like yeah. a month, like a month I, I, and I'm, a year, I'm, I guess. I'm going to say I'm like thinking, November 2020. Yeah, I think 
I'd say November, September 2020. Yeah, November, yeah uh, actually. T- I pro- yeah. I'm probably looking at the specs. I'd probably yeah. say okay. 650. A, a few months after, like the, I guess the um, the mainstream market release of of st- like the Navi architecture and stuff. Like actually, Navi has been rumored to release uh, Q3 this year. Really? Yeah. Really? Interesting. That is interesting. It, it might be so them trying to uh, get all the drivers. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, it's probably just they're trying to get all the drivers and the architecture as stable as possible for console adap- adaptation. Mm. I'm going October, 2020. Mm. Late, late, later on right. in the year is good because ha- having a console come out in Christmas is basically guaranteed right, to well, make it sell yeah. like hotcakes. It's get yeah. it's it's an easy ticket. I'm gonna I'm gonna record this podcast so that we can come back to it and see if everyone was correct. Please do, and then we can find out how wrong. <laughs> I'll we just were. hit record now. Do all right. Another question: Does it just do you reckon we'll see one of Sony's big uh, exclusives before the launch of the PS Five? Like mm, Last of Us we'll Two. We'll see one or two, we'll see one it, or two max. I think the Last uh, of Us Two is is a pretty sure bet now. I think Last of Us Two and Ghost of Tsushima are more or less pretty sure bets because Ghost of Tsushima that- seemed pretty. Uh, at least for the main framework of it was pretty polished that one level yeah <laughs> look that that's more than the order had. <laughs> you leave the order out of this. i reckon the order 2 1887 is going to be ps5 exclusive i mean it, launch title perhaps the order 1888 they'll go a they'll go a battle convention yeah true actually i reckon they'll they'll remake 1886 no, I think they'll remake Troll and I. I think that's what's oh, going to happen. Um, I think I read that Death Stranding would be... Uh, they, they said it would be a PS4 title, but I wonder if that refers to just being a PS4 title when it comes out. Because I, I can't remember the exact context of what it said, but it sounded like it would release, you know... Mm. But yeah, it was hard to gauge what it, if it meant before the PS5 or um, just while the PS4 was in. No, it's very difficult to tell, especially with with somebody like Kojima, who's a very much a "it'll be done when it's done" kind of director. Kojima no, could do anything too. He could suck. release his own. He could release his own console just for that game. He could. He probably like would too. Yeah. With like <laughs> with like his Kona, with like his fucking Konami redundancy payment. <laughs> do we think there's like? Do we think there's a, a chance that they could hold off on all of these titles for the? launch of the ps5 and just have the world's mm. best launch Consi- ever. Yeah, con- no i wouldn't say so considering that how long they want to keep supporting the ps4 i think have it well, it'll be like a, have... it'll be a I, I th- simultaneous think... release still i I, th- I think they might it's possible they do the strategy that nintendo did with breath of the wild where they held it off and did a simultaneous release yeah and now it's yeah. and now it's basically impossible to find the wii u port of like, breath of the wild i think i think that all those games That's are going to do sucks. well enough like on the ps4 alone that if they release them all on the ps4 and the ps5 at the same time they can basically double dip and be like well you can get it on this console or you can buy or this can console get and get the better yeah. version you can get it on this console with shinier graphics okay what if they did a last of us one for example where it came out ps3 and then a few i think came out didn't that come out a few months before the ps4 actually came out it came out it came out on the ps3 and then it came out a few months later as a remaster yeah will they remaster the first game again and then everybody else had to buy it again like me well i it won't surprise me if they do that but i think with especially with uh the backwards compatibility being such an easy thing now because they're using such similar and incremental architectures Mm. 
Um, it wouldn't surprise me if buying a PS4 copy also acts as a PS5. Yeah, copy. like you could so just any, put it any in the benefits, PS5 and play it with a yeah, like any a patch. Ben- any benefits you would have uh, for having a PS5 copy would just be held under, uh, say, like a PS5 patch. You know, for putting in the PS4 yeah. copy, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I was gonna. That's I was, probably the easiest way uh, to go about it. I was gonna bring that up. Do you think that there's a chance that we know that uh, publishers like to make as much money as they can? Could they? Um, make uh, could they have like a paywall for a PS4 game to be uh, I guess compatible with PS5 so let's say hypothetically The Last of Us 2 comes out in in April and mm. then the PS4 comes out in October and they go okay here's a PS5 upgrade patch they, but it's 15 bucks they I, I, think no, I, would, I wouldn't say so I wouldn't say so no. they uh I'm pretty sure that uh, EA or like 2K or someone did that with a couple of their sports titles. They had like a a paid program where you could pay an extra like 20 bucks if you bought the game less than a year ago and get the upgrade to the PS4 version from the PS3. So uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's right. So some, sure I, I mean, like some that. publishers would probably have a go at it. Yeah, because if yeah, you go, okay, they'll well, definitely you, try something my, like that. I mean, Minecraft up- did that as well. Yeah, <laughs> they did. Yeah, they did. Whatever. Maybe yeah. there'll be like a, a like a currency that you can buy to open a loot box to get like a different console version. Oh God, please! You get the PS2. Please, you said, you said the magic <laughs> words. <laughs> please. All right. Well, we might move into some just some light off-topic chatter before we wrap things up. Um, I know last week we had a very um, awkward and tense. Oh yeah, Kieran, how where, was your um, date with uh, I, for John Wick Three? I got shut down live on podcast well you did get shut down and oh, i went and saw john wick 3 and i haven't seen it yet uh, so i have so not you seen john wick yet uh, either you want to hear what happens spoiler words uh does he uh, kill i know people? what happens spoiler there, are, there are credits at the end <laughs> no it's um it's very good yeah uh, the, the you, other two films like, have been very good so yeah i mean if you like those two it's you you know you know where, what you're where getting. would you rank it in the in the series, that's actually so far. a good question. I've been wondering that since I've seen. Where, it. I where think... would it sit in between the Order eighteen eighty six and Troll and I? It's definitely above Troll and I. Ooh, Ooh. not quite above the Order. Um, yeah. In terms of, I'm a big fan of John Wick two, so I think John Wick two is my favorite. I think the first um, one was my favorite. Oh, yeah, they're both so good though. They are very um, good. But, yeah, I, th- then it gets tough. There's just a couple scenes in number two that I just really like. Um, I do think that three has better f- action scenes, if if you want to call it, you know, uh, and even the fighting is like those scenes are awesome, and it probably has the single best kill of any John Wick film so Ooh, far. Ooh, okay. Ooh, um, building the suspense. There is. Did you say you, you hadn't seen John Wick two, Azza, or you have uh, seen no, two? No, I, ha- I have seen two. So yes, I think my favorite kill before this one was the one where he's under the tunnel in uh, under the Coliseum, oh, and he holds the yep. shotgun to the guy's chest and oh, you know, he reloads yep. the shotgun. And yeah, that, that was probably my fave. Yeah, uh, but I think this one, yeah, in in that three, was my that was my favorite too. But if you think um, it's better, then I think I'm in for a uh, ride. I think I've, I'm in for a ride. Based on probably both your interests, I think you'll also enjoy it more. So, um, oh really? Yeah. Give several That's reasons interesting. why. Uh, I don't want to give too much away because <laughs> yeah, if course, I tell you w- what he uses, for example, oh, then whenever you boy. see that, when you see a scene that you go, okay, this is gonna, I kind of you know, 
because I didn't know it was coming because I basically watched the first trailer and then I just didn't watch anything else. I you know, um like I a good sort of, boy you know, going and see it and yeah um no it's definitely very cool um very it cool. does it does oh yeah I, I'll wait for you guys to to see it um but there are a couple things that I thought were a bit odd um about the way the story kind of went um oh and yeah. not yeah it just kind of it's hard yeah I won't say too much but just the way that it sort of goes a midway through the film and how the high table fit into it all and yeah that sort of part of it I was like oh that's a bit disappointing oh that's, um, a, sh- that's a shame but you know yeah I mean it doesn't really take it anyway from the, you know because it's an action film you know I'm there to see the action pretty much but no yeah, it's yeah. Uh, very good and the action in John Wick is just so good just it so so good and they um, announced that there'd be a number four this week. Yeah. I think that was nice. Yes. Today with yes. the 2021 release date, I think I saw. I'm, I'm yeah, going to go pre-order my tickets right now. Do it. Um, John Wick 4 yeah, for the yeah. PS5. Have you, <laughs> maybe we'll go see that one, Kieran. But, no. Well, listen, you're yeah, making see? the plans now. You have to, you have to do it. No, I, I, I just wanted him to you know, get one back at me. Yeah, I had. thank, thank you for that. Fuck you. <laughs> no Thank you, thank you. Hey, we're still gonna go see Godzilla, so yeah. Oh, who who are you yeah, barracking? Who, what team are you on? Who what Godzilla team, team are you on? Team Mothra, Mothra my man, my man, my man, um, a man of taste. I see. There's a very cool song by a band called Adam Ship, which you'll probably Jordan might like. Um, oh, maybe you're all might like it. Quite old, and it's yeah, it's about Mothra. So I've I've think. heard the song. I've nice. heard the song. It is a um, banger. Yeah. I love so songs about in pop culture weeks. monsters. Who doesn't? I Bird have also... By health? <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> you re... Oh my God. What, uh, what's the... As a... Do you know what I'm talking about? Because I'm talking about a different band than what I'm saying. Mm. I didn't hear the, what you said. <laughs> I, I'm too busy cackling. Okay, cool. Let's, let's, uh, Jordan can edit that part out. <laughs> you can edit that out in post. You can edit that out. Has anybody else watched anything or seen anything, heard um, anything, any cool albums out or whatever? I watched the last episode of Game of Thrones yesterday. I haven't watched do that. We have yet. Me, do we have Game of Thrones fans in here? I I, 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 I like the it. cast. I watch it just to be included. Oh yeah. I, I've heard that there was a plastic bottle in one of the scenes. <laughs> yeah, there was. I actually noticed it when we were watching it, and I tried to point it out to everybody, and everybody was like, no, what, no, no, there isn't. What are you talking about? It's there. No, it's there. I'm not going crazy. <laughs> it's there, Mom. Have you signed the petition? No. To... No. This, this is what fan fiction is for. This is what fan fiction is for, or fan edits. I'm I'm more than keen to come back in, like, two years when somebody's edited the episodes together to be more pleasing. I'm so, just waiting for Azza, that. Azar, are you going to write a fan fiction where Jon Snow spends the entire episode patting Ghost? How do you know I haven't already? Uh, because you've been playing that... Oh, I forgot what game it was. <laughs> yeah, that one. I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump on Dreams after this podcast. I'm going to make Ghost Petting Simulator. Yes, do, do it. it. Um, There'll be a light petting button and a heavy petting button. As a yes. as yes. a as a uh, series, 
after watching the final episode, thumbs up or thumbs down? Uh, the you. final season, thumbs down. They just no the whole thing. No, the whole so the way oh, the whole from, thing from the way um, for the way it ended and everything. It start the first few seasons when they had source material, they were excellent. They were excellent, but as, it's the same thing with anime. As soon as it runs out of source material, that's when it just starts going off the rails. And Game of Thrones took its sweet time getting off the rails. It le- it lured us into a false sense of security that oh okay maybe it'll maybe it won't be so bad. And then the train just yeah, derails. Like the and the kills first three everyone episodes aboard. were okay. They were. Like they weren't horrible. Yeah. There were, think, like, uh, the, the second think, episode was great, I think. Yeah, I think was, after the Battle of Winterfell, it just kind of like, okay, yeah. yeah. Was was the coffee what... cup in the first three episodes or the last three? Uh, first. It was, in the... Uh, it, it was the episode after the battle. So I think episode f- four. Episode four. Okay, that explains it. Do you think that series that go for uh, long seasons, so that, you know, they have many seasons, uh, it's very hard for the writers to have a finale that will satisfy most of the oh, yeah. yeah fan base yeah because the longer the longer shows go on generally the longer that um write new writers newer writers who haven't been around since the beginning will have to rely on notes they don't have they don't have like that that rapport with the showrunners and maybe they'll get and maybe the show will get new showrunners and yeah the lo- the long it not this, it doesn't necessarily happen to all shows but the longer a show goes on the longer the more likely that is to happen, like, and you get you like, get so much more character development as well. So you have so many more yeah, loose yeah. ends to tie up at the end of. Yeah, a, a I mean, just show. look. I mean, just look at the Simpsons. That's that's the that's the epitome of that going terribly. Wrong. <laughs> they don't know how to put the brakes on that, so they're just going to keep going. It's forever. just a zombie. It's just a zombie show at this point. Just put it down. Just all yellow. Take it out to the back and put it down, please. Yeah, I'm trying to think of yeah, like all the series I've watched with with that are long you know in terms of how many seasons i feel feel like all the finales have been a bit disappointing a bit shit yeah yeah i can't think of one that i was like that was actually a really cool ending Mm. i don't know i like but i can't remember the ending i think the big bang theory just ended i love that yeah that that had nice clothes i I love i love that it ended i just love that it ended yeah yeah exactly yeah (laughs) yeah i mean it's nice that it ended but at least you know it wasn't a bad ending like how rich your mother Oh, oh god! Yeah, Don't man, get that, me started. Yeah. That's what I was. Yeah, that's. Mm. Yeah. You know what series Didn't had like a great that. ending though? Firefly. I haven't seen it. Serenity was a good ending to that show. The movie, the movie afterward was a good ending to that show. I think. Also haven't seen it. Sorry. About you, that. you you should. It, they're very good. They are. They are very it, good. It's like John Wick, but totally different. I tell you what, if you watch. The rain, which I talked about last last episode. Oh yeah, then I will consider watching Firefly. Done and done. All right, it's Danish too, so you might like that. Ooh yes, I do love my Europe. Yeah. Um. Anybody else got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, Detective Pikachu is fun. Not not. Yeah, we, not, we touched not, on that a little so, bit last time. That's so last oh, week, man. Come on. That's last week. Oh, oh, gee, oh Jesus do you even listen Christ. to the podcast? Some, I forgot. Leave me alone. It. <laughs> Leave me alone! No, Don't bully me. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, it's a, it's a good film. I like it. It was fun, a lot of fun. Yeah. Was Ryan Reynolds better in that or in the Green Lantern? Um, 
No, Green Lantern's his best performance. Like, yeah, you can't <laughs> beat perfection. Come on, come on, yeah. Like, uh, did you see the? Ray too. <laughs> did you see the? Did you? S- or is it green? No, no, it's Green Ray. Oh, that's actually that's. I like that. Wow. Yeah. That's better than any anything in that film. <laughs> yeah. It's Thank better you. writing. Hi me DC. Hi me. I'll make you I four. Because why not? Oh God. So Zach, let me ask you. Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern or The Visit? Oh, I hate The Visit. It's got to be Green Lantern. Ooh. The Visit I mean, is the worst film ever made. Ever. Kieran's going to get that, mad. Is that, the, is that the one where the kids go to the go to their grandparents' house? Like the yes. M. Night Shyamalan movie? Oh, that's awful. Yes. It is awful. It is a stupid. And Kieran, uh, not different Kieran. I was going to say, don't it. lock me in with him. Yeah. Kieran Stockton <laughs> from the website. He abs- It's probably his favorite film. It's actually not, but it, it'd be up there. Yeah, it'd be, wow. it'd be like second. Cancel him. Cancel. Anyway, well, good chat, boys. Good stuff. Lovely good to chat. speak to you again. It's lovely to be on for the very we'll first time yeah, next week. Congratulations, yes. Azar, on the first time on the podcast. Woo! Woo! Yay! You get to go to work now. I'm Yay! Told. I get to go bring home the bacon. <sighs> Please help me. <laughs> no. So, oh. are we all going to play Dauntless after this? Oh, oh yes, yeah. that came out. When did that come out? Ah, uh, well, it's supposed to launch like later tonight because it's going on yeah. for American times. But yeah, and yeah. it's a it's cool. It's a free to play, completely cross play Monster Hunter kind of game. Very cool. What are you playing this week? Uh, for the rest of the week, Kieran? I am probably just going to smash out a lot more Team Sonic Racing, I think, and nice. maybe Can get around to actually finishing Rage Two. Very cool. Well, thank you for the chat. It's been lovely to speak. Hope you all enjoyed our third episode. And we'll see you next week.